Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. Now that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And today, another edition of 80 News Now, but it's a little different. We're all very different people. We're not Watusi. We're not Spartans. With me as always, he's a little different too. It's Brad in LA. How you doing, Steve? We are moving. We are moving. We are moving. We are moving. <laughs> this is episode number what? How many episodes now have I recorded in the new lair, Spears Lair? Spears uh, Lair 5. Spears Lair 18. Um, Spears Lair, no restraining orders. Um, <laughs> two or Mission, three? Mission Moscow. Yeah, that's just, yeah, so this is episode 315. Three or, three or four. I don't know. It's just, I had an epic visit last night from, uh, I don't know if people in the podcast know, remember him all that well. Bad Andy was here. Anybody who's been on one of the Vegas trips knows Bad, Bad Andy. Bad Andy, yeah. Bad Andy was here yesterday. He showed up like around noon. And he's the one who kind of turned me on to the whole wild turkey and Diet Coke thing. I don't drink because drinking affects your decision making. You may be right. I can't decide. <laughs> So, you know, we went around Orlando during the day. You know, we got, uh, I bought myself a bicycle. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I got that. And, uh, um, of course, it's been raining the entire time since then. I haven't had a chance to use it. But four o'clock rolls around. He's like, that's it. We've waited long enough. And so we whip out the 1.75 liter of wild turkey and a 12 pack of Diet Coke. Nice. And I'm like, you didn't buy the two liter? Why don't you get the two liter? Two liter? I mean, come on, we, we we go through it fast. We went through the whole twelve pack. So, oh my gosh, um, the plumbing is okay. It's not. Trust me, it's not. If this podcast ends after three minutes. Now you know why. But uh, so we started drinking. He started drinking at four. I was like, I can't do it, dude. I can't do it. I pushed it. I put him off till five. He's like, you could do it, man. Trust me. <laughs> and so he's like, do the right thing, violator. <laughs> so, so we started. We started. So we drank for six straight hours. Here, nothing but wild turkey and diet coke, and we watched every stupid guy movie that I had in my arsenal here at okay. the lair. So give me the rundown. What'd you open with? Uh, hot tub time machine. Oh, I love hot tub time machine. We watched Goon, which is one of the greatest hockey movies of all time. Okay. Yeah. We watched a couple episodes of Drunken History, which when you're <laughs> drunk almost seems like regular. It's like, history. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, well, should I be taking notes? So, is that going to be on the test? <laughs> and then I woke up this morning and I turned on the TV to see because I don't remember what we were watching when, when we finally succumbed to uh, human nature, but uh, some some 
some music documentary was still playing when I woke up or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So, so hey, just to sneak something in that isn't on the rundown here, you mentioned Hot Tub Time Machine. Have you seen the trailer, the Red Band trailer for Hot Tub Time Machine 2? I did see the trailer for Hot Tub Time Machine It's not 2. really very 80s No, it's, it's probably good. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I laughed pretty hard at that trailer. Uh, you know what? It reminds me of it reminds me of Back to the Future 2. Well, I think they tr- there's definitely. I mean, they had the drawing at one point. They have the timeline drawing. Yeah, yeah. The sp- I'm like, okay, this they, is. They go I mean, to the they, future. They know what they're doing. They, they know what they're doing. The, the, to to make a long story short, in the new movie, they go to the future, right, to prevent yeah. someone yeah. being sent back to the past to kill somebody. It looks it looks complicated and silly. Yeah, if, yeah. If it's, if it's the right kind of silly, I'm I'm on board. Yeah. No John Cusack though. Yeah. And no, Christian Which is probably just as well. Do you really want a brooding John Cusack kind of uh, phoning it in? You know what I would have liked, and, and maybe it'll still happen. Is a cameo would be great. Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I don't maybe. know. It was. Yeah. It was. It was fine without him. It'll be fine without him. Yeah. But uh, we do have a few items for. Uh, we're not going to just talk about Wild Turkey and John Cusack today, although we could. Uh, we actually have uh, several items for '80s news now, including a couple of short interviews. And some some blasts from the past that maybe you'll get a kick out of. But let's get started, okay? Valley Girl, the movie that basically made me fall in love with the 80s, turns 31 years old this year. Wait, 31? What? How's that possible? We missed the big anniversary, dude. No way. How'd that happen? <laughs> it just it happens. Took our eye off the ball for just a second. Uh, we've already done plenty of Valley Girl shows, but uh, we need to make this right. And actress Debbie Foreman, who played the main character of Julie Richmond in the movie, is actually planning to tour the United States uh, this fall for special screenings of the movie at select art movie houses. Um, nice. Guests to these screenings will get to participate in uh, Q&As. And uh, supposedly even have drinks and dinner with Debbie. Um, they have that, not. That, that sounds, uh, yeah. Like, so the theater full of people are going to go have dinner with. Yeah, I think it'll probably, I would imagine it'll maybe be popcorn and beer. Oh, but that, th- that's, I had that for dinner many a night when I was in college, <laughs> especially as a theater employee. Um, they have not announced, as, as of the recording of this podcast, they have not re- announced any specific dates yet. But I've been talking to Debbie on Facebook, and she thinks it'll all happen in September. And. And she promises me a big hug when she sees me in person. So that will complete the uh, the Debbie '80s hug. Yeah, cycle. The hug that's been uh, Deborah Foreman to go uh, with your Debbie Gibson hug. Yeah, so a hug that's five years in the making. Wow. I think was it five years ago that I talked to her. That's putting in the time, my friend. Yeah, you deserve a hug. That's for sure. That's what that's what the kids these days call being friend zoned. I think. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm like 67 years old. I'm <clears throat> yeah. I can't I, that's do all much I, more all than I need is a friend. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have any here. I just want somebody to watch TV with. I, I live alone in in my in the Spears layer with my hygienically challenged cat. I, oh, I, we, I, is this coming out again? Oh, <laughs> woe is me. It's, it's, <laughs> my only friends are a 12 pack of Diet Coke and a 1.75 of Jack. Jack. Oh, sorry. Uh, wild turkey. Get focused. Get focused. Sorry. sorry. Too much wild turkey. Anyway, uh, I don't know if she'll make it to Florida. I'm trying to hook up a date for her in Tampa Bay. Cool. And But if she doesn't make it all the way here, I am traveling 
I'll travel out to California. If she does LA or Hollywood, I'll come out there for that. Oh yeah. Well they're yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um we'll we'll watch the space as we get information. I should say as Steve gets information, because who the hell am I? As Steve <laughs> gets information, you'll get information. Yeah. And this time if we go out to LA and um if Martha Quinn invites us to lunch this time again, we're this going. Time, this time you say yes. When someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. I will bring coleslaw. That's what you say. Lunch? I'll bring coleslaw. She's she's vegan. Just say so no. coleslaw. No problem. I didn't say potatoes. Well, potato salad. I don't know. How do you make your potato salad? Depend. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have, we have plenty of time to figure it out. No mayonnaise because that has eggs in it. Uh, in the meantime, moving on. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. It's an electric word, life. It means forever. And that's a mighty long time. Something else, Steve. There's something else. The 30th anniversary of Purple Rain. A world of never ending happiness. You can always see the sun. Day or night. Oh, my God. Most awkward beginning to a Seggy ever, but. Uh, <laughs> well, you know. And we, did not, we, we didn't script it, believe it or not. Uh, those, those acting lessons are really paying yeah, off for us, yeah. Steve. Emote. <laughs> July 27th, 1984. So that, today, 30 years ago today. As we record this show today, yes. So I guess I know what I'm doing tonight. I have like two or three. Um, You're curled up in a ball? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But I have, I have, I have, I think, at least three or four copies of Purple Rain on DVD, one of which I'm 99% sure was VGF's copy. Well, you should send me a copy. I don't have a copy. What? Yeah, I think I have the 20th anniversary around here somewhere. But uh, uh, July 27th, I remember going and seeing it in the movie theaters. I I met some girl in the mall that was in my bowling league, which this – Wow, that, those those two things kind of cancel each other out. Yeah. I hooked up with this girl in the mall, but I knew her from bowling. Okay, I, we're so, back so to I zero. Met her, it was Countryside, <laughs> Countryside Mall in Clearwater, Florida. I, I'm with two of my two guy friends, and we bump into this girl. I think she's with some of her friends, and so we go see. I'm like, Look, we're going to go see Purple Rain. They say, and my my guy friends are like, no, negative, we're not you know, yeah. negative on the flyby. You know, the pattern is full, and I'm like, come on, come on, you know, you know, you got to be a wingman, and uh, to use one too many Top Gun analogies, and. <laughs> So we went. And so I spent half the sh- movie making out with this girl. And I think I went on one other date with her. Meanwhile, my two friends are like four rows behind me, just like, you know. Arms crossed. Arms crossed. Yeah. So, so God only knows why I have a fond memory of Purple Rain. I, I, can't, I can't think of any good reasons for you to have any good associations with that. Yeah. yeah. Now, everyone knows we – when Stuck in the – not everyone knows. But when Stuck in the 80s first started, within the first ten shows. It's I, show number nine. Show number nine – is Gina Vivanetto and me doing our tribute to Purple Rain? And what was it like? Twenty minutes long? It's about a half hour. If yeah. I had any dedication to the show, I would have listened to it beforehand. <laughs> no, but, no, uh, there's you know, no need. I've been busy. I really, really don't recommend going back and listening to any show before 100. I was realphabetizing my DVD collection. Yeah, biographically. Uh, no, by uh, sleeve color. Oh, great. So anyway, by director's last name. Speaking <laughs> speaking of VGF. Some people will recall like about five years ago when I was still dating her. For the um, 25th anniversary. Yeah, for the 25th anniversary. Yeah. We did an audio commentary of uh, Purple Rain, which we never released as a podcast. 
because it was a complete and total disaster. <laughs> you know, and we, we were talking about this the last couple shows ago, and I seriously, I've had a copy on my computer since it was released, like waiting to listen to it, waiting yeah. for the right time. Five years later, the right time hasn't appeared. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to, I'll share you, I'll share with you two clips from the audio commentary. One, <laughs> this clip is, is as the show's getting started and people are somewhat lucid and we're somewhat intelligent. And, uh, so cast your mind back to five years ago when Spearsy was still with VGF, you know, and I was still in the original lair. Why don't you explain your girlfriend's outfit a little bit more? Uh, yeah. So people like Bass Note can really enjoy the show. Uh, biggest girlfriend. Describe your outfit. Um, let's see. Black corset. I tried to do Wendy hair as best I could. Is that what what's what's going on there? Is it hairspray or yeah, how do you how is it? Hairspray. Is it really? <laughs> it's a whole What does your hair usually look like? Actually, not a whole lot. Not a whole this, but no. It's kind of it's gravity defying on one side. It's how it, yeah. tall are you, Vegas girlfriend? Five eleven. Five eleven. Wow, you're I'm eleven huge. inches taller than me. Oh God, <laughs> that is true. So and you I, put on high heels, and you got to be. You can get up to about six two, I'm, six three. I'm She's taller, taller than, than me with high heels. What are you in high heels? Tom Steve? and Nicole. Uh, according to the movie Transgender, <laughs> I'm six four. <laughs> and you have on thigh highs tonight, yep. and a bustier. Because Steve, Steve showed me. Steve showed me. Are you wearing underpants? Well, yeah, you saw them earlier. I did. I did see the, <laughs> yeah. the top of the triangle. Wow. Can you even <laughs> say that? Jeez. Start the movie. See, that's not so bad. Seems no, okay. That's, that seems like you might actually have some <laughs> coherent thoughts. Yeah, so you, you could probably hear you know, Sean Daly's there, Stephanie Hayes is there. So, anyway, um, I remember during that podcast, we. we VGF and I made we found that we wanted to find a purple drink that we could drink during I'm, the movie. I'm so glad you said made a purple drink. I was afraid you were going to say made a baby or something. No, like that. I hope not. The um, we made purple. It was I forget what it was, but we found a recipe for a purple drink. We made it. It didn't what turn would out be purple. in that. I don't remember a ki- yeah. blue curacao, like curacao, and something. Yeah, mm, it didn't turn out red. purple. It didn't turn out purple. It turned out gray. Gray. <laughs> and. Uh, but gray we drank Rain it. It's a very different movie. And I, I blame whatever the, the gray drink was for the t- complete and over the top stupor that I was in by the time. Because <laughs> I, I don't normally drink. I, I drink like, I drink whiskey. I drink some beer sometimes. And then sometimes I dabble in gin and vodka. But I never touch like, <laughs> I, I don't touch, <laughs> I don't touch rum. I don't touch tequila. And I'm pretty sure this drink had both. Yeah. Oh. So that's, yeah, that's trouble. So trouble fast, fast forward ninety minutes, and here's a clip of how it turns out. Oh, who's the who's the buddy bear? Who's, oh, God. who's oh, the spoopy whoopy? Make it stop. <laughs> really, you guys got to continue this on your own. Yep. Here's a little trivia for you. Did you know that Purple Rain mm-hmm. is actually longer than Gone with the Wind? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Purple Rain clocks in at five and a half hours. It feels like it. My lord. Don't know, get, get ready longest, to put in the longest second mo- disc. Longest movie ever. <laughs> Good lord. Can we watch bonus footage? It's like a demon dimension. Time works differently. Deleted scenes. Either Christopher Lloyd to my Michael J. Fox. <laughs> what the? Can you even understand a word that I'm saying? Is that English? No. No, that was a bad night. 
<laughs> How'd you feel the next day? Awful. I I swear there's things I cannot drink and, and yeah. gray cocktails during Purple Rain is one of them. So, so um, stuck in the 80s, super fan, uh, Carol Jansen actually listened to this commentary track sometime in the last couple of weeks. She uh, she had a copy of it. And she told me, and I haven't listened to it, she told me that you make a prediction in that podcast that has actually come true. Really? What? Yeah. I've, I've totally forgotten. You and Sean Daly, I guess, were talking about um, listeners who could potentially become co-hosts of the show. Huh. And uh, you mentioned me. Excellent, then. Yeah. yeah. So, so I wasn't completely So you were completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's a long time ago. That's, that's yeah. hard to believe. So. Yeah. Um, we asked people on our Facebook page uh, this week to um, share with them, share with us their stories of what they remember of seeing Purple Rain for the first time. Uh, we'll share some of those with you right now. Lisa Smith said, I was 15 at the time. We were at the beach in Ocean City, New Jersey. Me, my 13-year-old sister, and our friend, who was also 13, put on our sunglasses and most grown-up <laughs> attitudes and bought tickets. That's that's one of the great lies of being a kid yeah, is that yeah. the people that are selling you the tickets really give two craps about right. how old you are. She, she continues, uh, we figured out there's no way we'd get away with the charade, but I'm guessing the summer crew at the Boardwalk Movie Theater couldn't care less about age restrictions on R-rated movies. That's right. It was an R-rated movie. I, yeah. I keep, oh, gee, yeah. Do you I, think? Well, I don't, today it wouldn't be. Um, I don't know. It wouldn't be. I guarantee you. Um, the movie was awesome. The music incredible. Definitely one of the fondest memories of my adolescence. That's good. Yeah. So let's see. Todd Plett says, I didn't get to see it in the theater since I was 13 at the time. Plus, I had Catholic parents who did not approve. Go figure. Yeah. So a year or two later, I got my older brother to rent it from the local video store for me. And I eventually bought that very copy from the store when it went out of business. Oh, nice. I like that. <laughs> I like that. It's like a happy beginning, sad ending, phoenix sh- out of the ashes story. I'm sure I, I'm sure I owned this on VHS, too, at the time. Um Linda Josie wrote, um, I saw it at a walk-in with a group of high school friends. Okay, stop right there. Linda is my new favorite writer because she calls it out as a walk-in. Like to distinguish it between from a walk-in and a drive-in. Oh, I've never heard that phrase. I love it. No, really? Okay. Okay. She she continues, "Uh, I remember when Apollonia undressed and went into Lake Minnetonka. One of the guys put his hand in front of my eyes and said, Linda had better cover her virgin eyes. Whoa. Jeez. Oh, oh gosh. Oh. Interesting. Uh, she continues, um, I went out and got the soundtrack immediately, and I still have the cassette today. Wow. Nice. In fact, I played it last week, and it still sounds amazing. I also have the Times and Apollonia's cassettes, too. Excellent. Nice. Do you have, a, do you have access to a cassette player, Steve? Um, no. Yeah, I have I have a cassette player in the boombox in my garage, but I don't actually use it. I don't I don't have any need for it. I don't have any cassettes. Yeah, well, so. yeah, <clears throat> all my old mixtapes I can very easily recreate with playlists. So anyway, anyway, so the last one I pulled here, uh, Blake Britton writes, "Your Purple Rain commentary was the best." So Blake, <laughs> Blake, I would ask you to please seek professional help immediately, if not sooner. Let's move on. When you were watching MTV in the 80s, did you ever stop and wonder, hey, who's that girl in the video? 
constantly. Constantly, of course. Me too. That question's been one of the central preoccupations of a writer uh, and a friend of ours known as Mark Nobleman, who is also the author of a slew of amazing books for children and young adults. He's an incredible blogger. I read his blog all the time. It's called Noble Mania. Last year, and again this year, uh, on his blog, he's been writing a series called Girl in the Video, where he tracks down the actresses who appeared in some of the most iconic videos of our era. Uh, Brad, you probably remember, like, I guess it was last last year he tracked down Sherry Swafford. Yeah. Who was yeah. Steve Perry's old girlfriend, who's in the... Who's Ocean- Anno Sherry, and look, looking as uninterested as a human can. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but weren't you, like, totally in love with Sherry Swafford back then? Oh, sure. Of course. Um, so I wrote about that last year. And to this day, it's still one of the most popular blog items on my on my blog. It, I get the stats and I can see who's reading what. Yeah, that's always one in the top five every week. Um, he uh, over the last year and this year, he's tracked down girls from uh, like the Simply Irresistible video. Uh, yeah, girl- that was a that was a great entry. That's a great yeah, sentence. yeah. He's tracked down girls from videos with Michael Jackson, uh, Thirty Eight Special, RSB Wagon, Adam Ant, uh, you name it. Um, I had a chance last week to talk to Mark about his series, um, and I recorded it. So for, without further ado, here are some highlights from my chat with Mark Nobleman. Hi, Steve. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Great, great. I'm uh, really excited to be talking to you. I've been uh, reading your stuff pretty much nonstop uh, for the last few days, trying to catch up on uh, all the girls of the videos in the 80s. Well, I'm I'm happy to hear that, and it's uh, you were you were a great supporter last year, and um, I'm I'm happy that you're doing it again. I really I really appreciate it. <clears throat> when you did your piece, was it last year? It was it was Sherry Swafford, right? That uh, right. She was part of it. Yep. Um, that was obviously the one that caught my eye because anytime I write about Journey or Steve Perry, it's like uh, it's ratings gold. It's you know the the less there is on someone like that, the 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 you know the the more hungry people are for that kind of content. So she was just completely off the radar. So so Mark, how old were you in the early '80s when most of these videos came out? I was born in '72. So I came of age with MTV. I, I didn't have cable in the first few years, and I was desperately jealous of people who did and got it in 84. And then 84 was a big year, I think, for all of us who liked 80s music. And that, you know, I think I have more people in the series from 84 than any other year going on memory. Um, it's just a big year. So I, it was, you know, it was a huge part of my upbringing. Or not, not my upbringing, but a huge part of my growing up, I should say. Yeah, I always kind of say that 1984 is like the high water mark in the 80s as far as this is the year where truly everything's kind of clicking at its best. We're seeing the best music, the best videos. And then I always kind of say Live Aid is kind of where, like Live Aid was like sort of the culmination and then after that it just kind of started to slide downhill slowly. Yeah, I, I, I see that as a, I, I see that bear, that uh, threshold too. Tell me how you came up with the idea for the Girl in the Video series. Uh, you know, I, that's a great question. I love original content online. As a writer, I, I'm an author, and I write a lot of nonfiction. 
so I'm I'm just starved for new information, and I've done enough books by now that I, I, uh, I, you know, I know the feeling of looking for something and not finding it. And just as a side interest, being interested in 80s music, I often Googled bands or videos and was surprised how little there was on most of them. So I just took it upon myself to um, hopefully find a few people, generate a little goodwill toward fans, you know, just greater good for greater number, just for fun. Um, and it turned into this much bigger thing than I anticipated. I thought I might do a few, and I ended up doing, uh, I think it was 20 the first time around and 30 the second time. So um, there was just there was just so much that hadn't been documented. I mean, there have been some great books, like I Want My MTV by Rob Tannenbaum, and he has a couple of these girls in there, but it's just one or two off comments. And there was just, I thought there was more to the stories for all of them, and so many had never been, had never been found. So I just took, took it as a challenge, and I felt as a writer and as a music fan, I felt, this sounds weird, but I felt sort of a cultural obligation to do this, because if I don't, maybe nobody will, and we'll lose all, because there, there haven't been that much on MTV in those years. I mean, there's so, many, so much partying that people didn't write stuff down, or if they did, they don't remember. <laughs> so uh, we, had, you know, we had to get these stories while we could. I, when I think back, I was, I was driving home today, and I was talking to my mom, and I was telling her about this interview tonight. And I was telling her about, you know, girls in the videos, girls in the videos. She's like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm like, I'm like you're, you're too old to remember, Mom. But, like, back in the 80s, the early 80s, when, when videos first came out, almost every video was a band singing to a girl who basically is just sitting there staring at them back, not saying anything, not interacting. It's just the girl was, like, sort of the, the focus of every video. Every memorable video has the girl. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny, you know, I, I already said my age and, you know, so many men and women too, frankly, um, have, have commented on this. And I mean, this was all, you know, steered into our minds. This was partly because MTV was so new and the whole idea was so new and partly because there was just generally less competing for our attention then entertainment wise. But, you know, everybody vividly remembers these people and none of us ever knew most of their names. It's just a weird, from a cultural and anthropological perspective, it's just so strange how so many people had an impact, yet we really knew nothing about any of them. So, so how did you go about deciding who to contact? Did you, did you come up with a wish list? I did. Um, one of the people on the list was named Wish, as you might remember from last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, wish Cohen from don't, don't Come Around Here No More. Yeah, I had a wish list, and... The first round was mostly the wish list, um, but there were some people that I couldn't find the first time round or that I hadn't remembered yet. And the second round, which we're in progress, you know, it's in progress right now, has, I think, I think it's 30 women, 28 videos. And a lot of those were also extensions of part of the wish list, plus people suggested people that I looked up. Um, there's a couple on, on the list whose videos I actually didn't know or don't remember, and uh, and then I got tons of suggestions for 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 videos that that weren't as big, um, and I love the idea of finding those people, but you know the, they just weren't they weren't as big, and they weren't um, you know it's hard enough to find someone who was in a big video. I think finding someone who was in a less well-known video would be much harder. Yeah. Not to say it never will happen, but you know the way I look at it is every video was big to somebody. 
you know, there's some videos in the second round that are not, you know, take on me or 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 addicted to love status, but they were special to somebody, including me. So, I mean, what was the process in the very beginning of how you track some of these people down? Yeah, um, well, it varied. From, I mean, well, I mean, obviously, just to search a Google, and usually found nothing. Sometimes not even a name. So I would begin to um, look for any name associated with the video, direct. You know, I, including the band. I mean, I, I often emailed management um, or tweeted at the band, which you know didn't really get me anywhere. But sometimes the managers would get back to me. Almost never did they have any information, but they they were nice. Um, and then I would just look for. I mean, some of the people I found it all. You know, it started with. Um, a name, sometimes even just a first name, mentioned um, in the comments section of a, of a site like SongFacts or on a message board, um, and you know all I needed was one little nugget, and then I could try to, you know, leverage work that somehow. You know, finding out a hometown um, was huge. Sometimes people said, "Oh, I went to high school with her." That was always a huge. I mean, well, and it, not always, it, but it very often could be a huge. Um, help. But everyone was different and you know some were really, really hard and it got to you know <laughs> uh maybe I put in a little bit too much time looking for some of them, but in the end it was all worth it. The, now now most of the interviews were done via did I mean phone call, email it looks like it was they were done via via email. Well I, I default to email. It's just it's it it's less time consuming for me. And you and I think a lot of the women prefer it too because they they can do it at their convenience, and there's, they don't have the pressure of of saying something that they that they don't want in there, or they they have time to compose their answers the way they want. Yeah. So that's how it. But some of them, you know, email wasn't an option. They're just not computer savvy, or they just felt it would take them too long. So then I'm, I was happy to do it by phone. And this round was, I think, a few more by phone. You mentioned some some were particularly hard to to find. I mean, which of them in your mind stand out as as some of the biggest challenges to to track down? Oh, I mean, by far, Sister Christian. Yeah, I thought um, so too. I mean, she, I, and you know, I, I, you mentioned that I detail how I found them. I, I do that for the ones that that have a pretty crazy backstory, to, you know, to how I found them. So she was one of the crazy ones, uh, Wendy Frazier from Legs last round, last year. Sure, yeah. Also tough. Um, but Sister Christian, hands down, I mean, uh, and it's also proportionate to how much I wanted to find her because, you know, the video maybe is not as iconic as the song, but, on the, you know, on the level of an addicted to love. But I think that a lot of people still, it seems like they have finally remembered it. They got a lot of attention this week. So I really wanted to find her. And, you know, only after I found her that I realized, you know, part of the biggest challenge with her is that her name um, not only was, you know, some of them I didn't know the name at all. That's a challenge, obviously. But in her case, her name had completely changed. Um, she was Annie Hubbard then. And now she's... Um, Marsha Bennett? Masha Bennett. Uh, it's actually Masha. Masha uh, Bennett Shepard. Yeah, Masha Bennett Shepard. So even her first name is different, which obviously is an extra wrinkle. A wrinkle. And finding somebody, but and I didn't know that was her. I didn't know that she changed her name, and I didn't know that was her new name. So I only learned it when I first got an email from her. I I, I always get a chuckle <clears throat> in the uh, blog items when you 
you ask them if any of the artists have ever hit on them. Yeah. <laughs> and they pretty much across the board, I, I mean, and tell me if I'm wrong, pretty much across the board, they either say, no, he was a perfect gentleman or, uh, you know, you know, consummate artist kind of thing. Right. We I mean, obviously you were hoping for for some some more interesting stories there. Well, I mean, I want them to be truthful. I, 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 it, it is funny that, that you're right. Almost every one of them has said the same thing. There's probably some things that are not being disclosed, and that's their prerogative. <laughs> that's fine. I don't want this to be the, – the, my intention is not to be scandalous. I, I, that's as racy as it gets, and some people probably think I'm not going far enough, but I want this to be you know, fairly family-friendly and something that – not that you know, seven-year-olds will have any orientation to this, but you know, I, I write books for children, so I want people to come to the blog, to you know, if they happen to be younger people, to you know, it's fairly appropriate. But a couple of them have made you know allusions to you know band member, maybe a band member hitting on her, but for the most part, they've all been extremely um, yeah, respectful and professional. I mean, they're just very yeah. you know. I don't blame them. I. I I remember the was it the Michael Jackson girl basically said that Michael was a little flirty. Oh, you mean from this year, Billie Jean? Billie, it was a Billie Jean girl, wasn't it? Yeah, because last year there was a Michael Jackson girl too, but she was younger. I, she, yeah, she did say something like that, but it was it was it it seemed harmless. Were there people on your list, and, and can you share me with the, tell me what the videos were that you just either couldn't find or who said you know thanks but no thanks to an interview? Both. Um, the big ones, well, not the big ones, the ones that come to mind that I couldn't find that I was desperately hoping to find were The Girl and Jesse's Girl. And not because that video is so iconic. I mean, the song is. The video is not, I would call it iconic. And she's barely in it, but it's Jesse's Girl. <laughs> you, know? And, you know, it's like she's, she's, she's a sister Christian in my mind. You know, it's someone that you should find. Um, another one that I really wanted to find is the girl who was in George Harrison's Got My Mindset on You. Oh, yeah. There were two versions of this video made. There was one with a girl that took place in an arcade, um, and the boy in it was, and I might say this wrong, but uh, Alex Denisoff, he, he was on um, Angel. Uh, he's married to Allison Hannigan, I think her name is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, so he's a very nice guy, and he he responded to me on Twitter when I was looking for this woman. Didn't remember her name, and nobody did. Nobody still has remembered her name. Um, but so that version of the video was primarily, I guess, shown in England, and then we got one where it was just George Harrison and a funky, like a haunted library where all the things in the library. Right, where everything's moving. Yeah. So I remember the other video. So they must have shown it at MTV, but I think then. They stopped and began showing the other one. I, have, I don't know why, but I was really hoping to find her. Um, and then the woman in Africa, okay. by Toto. Sure. And again, that wouldn't—I wouldn't have remembered her in particular. Most of these, without being immersed in the subject. But then I went—you know—when I went back and saw them again, they, they were on my list. Um, and and who said? And who said just no? No thanks. I don't really want to talk. Yeah. Well, the first time around, only two. Uh, one of them was another one that I really wanted, which was um, Susan Gallagher. She was in You Might Think by the Cars, which was the first video to win Best was it best Video of the Year in 84, the first MTV Oh, yeah, video. yeah, yeah. 
so I really wanted her. I thought, you know, from a cultural standpoint, having the first, you know, the woman in the first video to win best video would be, would be, would be great. But she, she doesn't do interviews. And um, the other one who said no the first time around was the woman who was in the Moody Blues, Your Wildest Dream. Oh yeah, she's hot. <laughs> yeah, she, she's, she, I, I thought so. Um, she's British and she, she declined. Not to me directly. I went talk to her agent. And um, this time around, quite a few more said no, which, which was strange because I already had one well-received series to point to them. The first time around, they had no idea who I was, what I was doing, what it would look like. And to their credit, they all, they all you know, took a chance on this. And they, they trusted me that I would you know, do right by them. And, and, and that was great. So with the series you know, already out there, I was surprised that more people said no. But some people literally just don't want to revisit. You know, they've, they've moved on and they feel like talking about the past um, might color their present in some way that they're, that they're not happy with. You know, what they did when they were young, maybe they, you know, aren't proud of it or don't want it to come up in their professional life now, even though I really couldn't disagree more. It's, all these videos were, you know, even the raciest of them were tame by comparison to what we have today. Sure, yeah. And, it's a part of history, you know, and it's, I, I always feel like we should all take a few minutes of our time and talk about our personal history whenever we're asked, because our personal history is part of the larger history. There you go, the great Mark Nobleman. Yeah, that was actually, that's really good. It's, it's interesting to see... Um, you know, at least he recognizes that he's going a little too far sometimes. Maybe trying to track these people down, but uh, I would have thought more. I would have thought more people would say no. Like oh, I don't want to talk about that. But I guess everyone's kind of willing to talk about themselves. Yeah, but you know, I mean, a lot of people. That's the big problem I have when I try interviews with um, actors and actresses from the '80s is they don't really want to talk about that stuff unless unless they're promoting it in some fashion, like um, yeah. there's a re-release or a new you know anniversary edition. Right, they the, really, the director dies or something. Yeah, yeah, they don't really don't want to talk about it. I mean, I'm sure to some extent when I talk to musicians from the 80s, they're like, oh, great, here comes the question about Jesse's Girl, you know? Yeah, I mean, the difference, and I know we've talked about this, but the difference, I think, is that the musicians are still probably playing that song. Yeah. The actors did that job 30-something years ago, and it was a job, and they moved on. Right. People who don't want to live in the past, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, what's wrong with those people? <laughs> anyway, if you want to read Mark's series... Uh, you should go and you should bookmark his blog. It's at noblemania.blogspot.com. Or if you Google his name, it'll pop straight up to the top. You could place that link directly into your, the RSS reader of your choice. <laughs> you know else you can place into the RSS reader of your choice? The Seggies? The Seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Uh, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment, the only Seggy of which the title I still remember completely. Steve, you've got your mojo back. I do. You didn't um, pause at all. I know. It's, it's, I blame it on the uh, aftermath of last night's uh, mm. whiskey. Oh, my God. I think it's still you coming out of my your pores. liver to be in peril. And then you yeah. It's, I swear it's coming out of my pores right now as we speak. Um, anyway, you know how it works. We play a snippet of a movie from the 80s, and if you can get it right, we give you all the glory. Pay attention. Here's the clip from our last show. Could I have a blanket in the pillow, please? Sure. Yeah, Commando. What? We didn't fool a lot of people with that. Uh, 
I thought you said you were going to kill me last, Steve. <laughs> you know it better than I do. I, I just I uh, lied. I lied. <laughs> That's right. I do remember that now. Uh, read some of the winners. Winners this week include Mal, if loving the Lord is wrong, I don't want to be right. McNeil from Northern Ireland. Wow, I wonder what part of Northern Ireland. Um, Jeff Brace, Rick in Kenosha, Bobby Rizzo, the man known only as Rowan, Mike Wally Walters in San Diego, Don Leach, Rob the Snyder Man Snyder from New Jersey, Neil in Chicago, Howard in Fremont, and Tom, get your ass to Mars in Austria. Get your ass to Mars. So I asked about Northern Ireland. I actually did a job, did an installation in a small uh, coastal town in Northern Ireland 20-some years ago, a little town called Port Rush. It was a neat little place. I've never been. Yeah, it was pretty. People, super friendly. Super friendly. Yeah, someday. Someday I'll go. I I haven't traveled much in the last few years. Just I I don't know why. I'm not proud of that. Uh, Pay attention. Here's the clip for this week. God, the pressure. I can't take it. If you know it, email us at SIT80S. Get it? Stuck in the 80s? At gmail.com or Steve in the 80s at gmail.com. And don't forget to CC poor old Brad at Brad in the 80s at gmail.com. I like email. <laughs> ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Once again, in a very predictable manner, we will play a snippet of a song from the 80s. And, uh, if you can get it right, good for you. Uh, last time, I thought I was going to throw people a curveball, and I used this clip. Ah, yes, that's The Trooper by Iron Maiden. So what I think you did there was just unmask the the metal fans from the show. Yeah, yeah. I have gotten emails over the last two weeks from people I've never gotten emails from. So I'm pretty happy with uh, as long as they aren't like you know process servers. (laughs) Yeah, I I just assume those are spam and delete them. That's that's good. Uh, Read some of the winners. Winners this week include Woe Rosette, Joe from Athens, Gabriel. Peace of mind is their greatest album. Daigle. David Hankinson from the UK, Katie Singh, Gary and Gilroy, Matt in Connecticut, Craig from Cape Town, TJ James in Australia, Dave Dirt. I'm shocked that Dave Dirt got that right. Uh, Peter Ryan, Eric in Alpharetta, Georgia, Stefan not writing in enough to have use for a nickname, Reinerts in Germany, and Ed and Vavavoom, Julie Nelson in Northern California. Pay attention. Here's our clip for this show. Metalheads rejoice. Two in a row. If you know it, if you know it, email us. You know the addresses by now. And tune in next week to find out if you are a wiener. We'll be right back after this commercial break. It starts like an ordinary day, a typical day, an everyday kind of day. You're on your way to wherever you're going, along with everybody else, just minding your own business. 
could be at work or just having some fun. And under the blue, you suddenly see the truth. You're trapped. You're caught. You're a prisoner of rock and roll and Friday night videos. Be there Friday on WXFL Channel 8. And we're back, and we have just a few minutes left, um, and I want to use it to tease a couple upcoming shows that we have. We are so flush right now yeah. in shows. It's, it's awesome. Do you remember yeah. last summer, how we had those total doldrums in, in August? Yeah. Not, not happening this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I, I've literally had all day to do nothing but play with podcast stuff. So, I mean, the same day that we're recording the show, we've already released – what show 314 just got released? just dropped 314 right yeah. and now we're recruiting recruiting uh, 315 so anyway um the retro fatura tour the retro fatura tour that doesn't sound right i, I the love retro fatura tour i love me a tour named after a font yeah is um <laughs> coming through the u.s this year uh, i think it starts in early august and it wraps up here in orlando florida on september 10th and it features features Howard Jones, Tom Bailey from uh, Thompson Twins, Midge Udra from Ultravox, China Crisis, and Katrina from Katrina and the Waves. And uh, you know, most people know I, I interviewed Howard Jones a few years ago. It was a great interview. So this time I thought, well, I'll see if Midge and Tom are available. They were both available, and we both we've already recorded the interviews with them. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, so um, Midge Udra was great. Uh, I spent about a uh, half hour with him on the phone. He he was using Skype. I was using Skype. Uh, we had a nice chat. Uh, most people know he's the um, co-writer of Do They Know It's Christmas and the co-organizer of Live Aid. And so we spent a lot of time talking about that. Nice. We talked about Ultravox and why they weren't more popular uh, in the U.S. and with uh, British and with the press in general. Um, and then Tom Bailey. I didn't know what to expect from Tom Bailey because Tom Bailey – the front man for Thompson Twins has not performed a Thompson Twins yeah, song he's in thirty years. Yeah, he's just like uh yeah, he went yeah. he went JD Salinger on us. Right. And so I didn't know what to expect from him. I mean, I hadn't heard any interviews with him. I didn't know I don't know what he sounded like. I mean, I didn't know is yeah. he friendly? I mean Yeah. So we had twenty minutes together on the phone and it was great. And I'm telling you right now, when I when we release the those will be our, probably our next two shows. And when we release them, I'm not going to cut a damn thing out of them because those yeah. are great chats with those two guys. Um, and I'll fill them full of music, and you guys are going to have a great time listening to that. And I, whereas once I might have been sitting on the fence about going to that tour, now I consider it to be uh, a must. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see three performers on the, that stage tonight that were at Live Aid. And I could just I just have this really strong feeling that's gonna be the can't miss show of the year now. So Yeah, the Ooh. LA date the LA date is the Friday before Labor Day. So I gotta see who in the Williams clan wants to go. Um I think my son actually will want to go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Introduce him to the classics. I think I, I think each performer I can't remember if it was Midge or Tom who told me they that they pretty much each have like a half hour. Yeah. So that's 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 good. I mean, that's it. It won't be enough for Howard Jones. It won't be enough for for Tom, for Tom Bailey with 
Thompson Twins, they have far more hits than you probably yeah. remember off the top of your head. But but Katrina, uh, you know, <laughs> even the extended mix of Walking on Sunshine only goes so long. Yeah, that that set list will probably be twenty five minutes too long. Um, yeah. So anyway, look, go to the website, go to, I think Retro Futura is on Facebook and it has all the dates there. Find the date near you. Yep. In the meantime, I know how I'm spending tonight. I'm pulling out Purple Rain. I'm not making any purple drinks. Are you going to cleanse yourself in the waters of Lake uh, Spearsy Tonka? <laughs> there is a lake right outside my apartment. I, I mean, it's a real lake. Not did you buy a purple bicycle today? No, I did not. I, oh, silver, like my so car. So close. But... Uh, now, I could go – it's Lake Susanna, I think. I could go uh, purify myself in Lake Susanna. But uh, in the meantime, I'll probably just sanctify myself with uh, the wild turkey. And um, that will be interesting. My body hasn't had enough already. Don't record it this time. <laughs> uh, so celebrate as you wish and keep your eye out for these next couple of podcasts because they're really going to be fun. And in the meantime, Brad and I and Prince, we remain here hopelessly. Stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly. 